Trisden here with the Extreme Common Sense Podcast, thanking our friends at Berea Pond. We could not do the podcast without the generous support from Aaron and Robin at Berea Pond. And also, my house wouldn't have nearly as much cool stuff without all the items at Berea Pond. So when you're ready for your next furniture, gun, ammo, pallet, they have so much cool stuff, you're not ever going to regret going to Berea Pond. That's Berea Pond at 107 Clay Drive in the old IGA building across from near New Auto Center. Don't miss out. If you're from the area, you got to get into Berea Pond. I'm Trisden. And I'm Ray. What we hope to do here is find a little bit of middle ground on some of these extremely polarizing social and political issues. Welcome everybody to Extreme Common Sense. What's up, Ray? Hello, Dresden. A little secret of the biz, but this is take two. And take two. (laughs) And I take full blame. I've got to remember to plug everything in. Well, it looks good now. I can't actually see the computer, so we're good. Yeah, levels are, are still fine, and now we're recording from our microphones as opposed to the, the laptop, which probably helps the sound quality. Right. And we should probably be here five minutes early and then listen back and, and do some of that stuff. And, you know, we're literally here putting our mics together and turning the AC on during the show. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is, man. Either it's uh, quaint and some people get a kick out of it, or it's really bad radio slash podcast it could be yeah, maybe a little of both that's maybe a little of both we have our moments it's definitely off the cuff i mean you can't say we're overproduced or like maybe the production does like troy does great but you can't say we're overprepared no we're not polishing and mincing every word on extreme common sense so there is that um i did mention uh, that this is a wednesday and this will probably drop friday so it'll be a couple days old when you hear this but another mass shooting today in atlanta which is um, four or more people shot. I believe right now there was one person, it was five women shot in a medical office um, by a patient, I think. And they had his name quickly, Drew Patterson, I think it is, because <laughs> I heard him driving here. I, I heard the story driving here. I wasn't even aware of it. But uh, all three networks were covering, uh, were covering the uh, uh, chief of police of Atlanta, was holding a press conference. He's still on the loose, this guy. But I think they've got a pretty good idea of, of well, they obviously know who he is, and a pretty good, good idea of where he is. So I wouldn't be surprised if by the time we're out of this podcast, he wasn't arrested. But um, golly, man, there's just a lot of them, Triz. Yeah, they, they definitely don't seem to be going away. And, uh, you know, I've, we've talked about this before, and I've said it. It just feels like maybe in the 80s and 90s, you know, prior to Columbine, you know, just being a crazy suicidal person didn't mean you wanted to take other folks with you, right. certainly other innocent folks. And I think now a lot of these people, as opposed to just saying, you know, my life's miserable and I'm not happy here and I'm going to go like, fuck the world. I'm taking eight or 10 or 20 or 30 other folks with me. And that's just such a, man, I, I don't, I don't get that mindset. No. And I've always said now in a private, this is sort of a thing I would say privately, if I ever reached a level of, man, I just don't want to be on this earth, man, I might take out a couple of assholes. Like I might go to a specific house and, and <laughs> you are the worst person to me ever. And you're going to come too. That's right. Try to be nice to everybody. Right. Me too. 
but not <laughs> random folks at a mall or having that's dinner crazy. or like that's what I don't understand. Like I don't know, understand the evil that wants to take innocent folks out of this world. I, yeah. I don't get that. And some of the most horrific, I, I'd say the most horrific example is that dude, you know, uh, holed up with a whole setup in that Las Vegas hotel room who killed oh fifty plus. That's the biggest, I think, isn't it? Yeah, well, it is still yes. And just sitting up there picking people off, man, for what? For fun, like a video game, or man, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's the psychology of that. Has has to be fascinating and i'm sure he has 10 counselors trying to work on him as we speak but what do you know if he's still alive i think he is right they took him I they, they so. took him alive yeah that was what but i always said sure. about that's actually a good question yeah, I that, that was that. what i always said about Dahmer. like i get if you want to you know i'm not a big uh, uh, capital punishment guy but i will say that probably some crimes are so heinous that you should turn in your humanity card right try it on the other side whatever right. but you know on the other side of that is like if you could examine what the hell drives uh, somebody like Dahmer. Now, did you see that short, I think it was like a four-episode miniseries? It was dark, man. The HBO yeah. miniseries? Yeah. I think we got to the last episode. I want to say it was maybe six episodes. Six. But it was to the point where... and It was disturbing. I wasn't as much disturbed as it, it was. It was kind of hard to watch, though. Maybe that is disturbed, and I'm just not articulating it. But yeah, it was just at a point where I wasn't getting anything from it, and it was just hard to watch. And I don't mind having empathy for him as a, you know, as a person who had a bad life or whatever, which it wasn't maybe that bad. Well, I mean, but, it, it was a little weird. Like his father and him used to decapitate animals and shit. Yeah, which so, was a little weird. That's yeah, not good. But yeah, I just I, I want to say I was I was entertained ish by it, but it was just kind of hard to watch. Yeah, I, I didn't get the ravest reviews you don't really see it advertised much so i'd say right. that you are not a lone example i think i saw maybe the first two episodes yeah i saw enough to be familiar with how dark it was but Very dark. uh yeah we didn't follow it up either so or maybe it is just too creepy and disturbing since it actually happened you know yeah it's 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 wild like it's it was a weird you know and, and as i've gotten older i've kind of got into watching true crime you know, uh, our buddy Jamie, that sure. has one of the best true crime podcasts, and my wife is a constant watcher, and I kind of get sucked in. But, yeah, it was just, I don't know. I, I wasn't into it. Yeah. No. Strange cat, Jeff. Milwaukee. But, but there, you know, and I think the Internet is exposing that, but there are a lot of screwed up people. And now a lot of screwed up people with more access to guns than mental health care. Yeah, well, what you'd have to say is just, you know, percentages, even if it's 3%. Right. Three percent of three hundred fifty million, uh, as you always say, did no math. But what well, 10 percent would be thirty five million. Right. If you got three hundred fifty million, 10 percent, you know, so you're still talking a potential of 17, 16, 17 million people rolling around that are that disturbed. You know, in a society of three hundred thirty, again, your odds are pretty low, but they are out there. Yeah, and that's the thing I always try and to explain. maybe get more, maybe growing with all the social media and stuff, like you say. Yeah. Well, that's what you you make a good point, and I try to articulate this a lot. It's there's not that many of these people, but you see them. The ones that do that, they're getting ten shows on yes, you know, on whatever channel, and you know, Jamie's doing a podcast about them, and like they become more prevalent in your mind, so you think they exist more. So they're not that common, but they are there. Yeah, well, the old you know, and I'm not waylaying blame on someone who kills kids and freezes them and cuts their heads sure. or, or uh, uh, you know, any of them, this kid today in, in Atlanta. But um, there is some reason that true crime is the largest, uh, most popular genre in the world of podcasting. 
it is fascinating how fascinating it is. And I think it's almost, a, a, you know, it's a psychological question, the type of person that can sit and watch that stuff. I, you know, I asked it about my wife before I started, and I would be unfair to not ask it about myself now. What is it that will allow you to sit and watch these most horrible people that have ever been created for an hour at a time and get some form of entertainment out of that? That's a little sadistic, right? Kind something of, like there's a yeah. little bit of that mixed in. Yeah, there's something. Yeah. And it's and it's um and it's as Jamie said overwhelmingly female, like 70/30. Yeah, what what is that? Because men do most of this awful crap. True. And women True. kind of True. take it all in, which is also <laughs> kind of fascinating. Have you ever met a woman wasn't evil? <laughs> I plead the yeah, or joy. Edit, edit, edit. Thank God our wives do pleasant company and wives excluded. Yes, that's right. <laughs> no, no. But um, it, it is it is bizarre. But, it, but you go to a, a separate point, which is also equally good. I think the fascinating thing about marriage and relationships all throughout my life, or you know, as a guy, you could probably relate to this. We don't understand women. We don't. And it, whether it's true crime Mars or and Venus. interpersonal communication, which is a fascinating book and sheds a, a little bit of light on the topic, but you just don't know. You really don't. Like, you really just go through life like, man, maybe today was good. Maybe, you, I don't know. It, it is. It's, it's, it's fascinating, and I don't know that men are like that. Like, I often tell my wife, like, there's like four things that I need in this world. And if you're providing any one of those things, like I'm just nothing but happy. Right. right? And so, whereas women like you can do the right Much thing. Much more but, complicated. Yeah. Much more complicated. Right. It, yes. There's to figure out what that is. Many more layers to the onion. Like yes. as a man, yes, we yes. think I provide food. You happy now? And they're like, well, you got the food, but it wasn't the food that I wanted. Or yeah. you did get it, and it's colder than I wanted. Or it's, you know, it's it's perfect, but I, you know, I'm not in the mood for it now. And you know, where I think as men, you know, kind of we are more cavemen. We're more basic, and it's more like food. Thanks. You know, absolutely. Hugs make me feel good. Thank you. Yeah. No. Where a woman TV like, good. Yeah, right. Need me. You you hug me, but you put your arms on my waist instead of over my shoulders. That's right. You know, you know and I just think as a man, you know, we just sit back like, you know, ready to dive out a window because we just don't understand. And there's no translator. Like there's no one right. that can sit between us and say, this is, you know, I think even maybe the best counselors in the world yeah. could do a little of that. But I, I, I mean, know. how much great comedy uh, derived out of that? Guys on stage oh, talking about relationships and, you know, the difference in child rearing. And I, I mean, just on and on it goes. Now, of course, someone somewhere has listened to us going, you two sexist assholes, how <laughs> dare you? You know, the society we're trying to invent is a society without any of those gender stereotypes, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, except that they exist for a reason. Right. You know, these you know, no stereotype grows out of whole cloth. Sure. And we're only speaking you know, from our own experience. I'm not saying all women are this way. Look, there's a lot of easygoing, laid-back women. I've just never dated any of them. <laughs> uh, so they certainly exist, much like possibly Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, of course, you know, it's tongue-in-cheek, and I'm sure every girl... I've ever dated in my life could say, well, also, you're kind of an asshole. You're right. Every other right, thing, right. which also is probably bad. That's, oh, I'm oh. sorry. There goes my, yeah, no, that's absolutely true. Um, yeah. That's funny. Funny because it's true. Yeah, but it is. Mars and Venus, baby. It is, and that's the thing. We're, we're speaking a different language. You know, that's, 
tends to be the problem, right? What they want is not always what they're saying, because if it was, we could say, oh, okay, well, I can fix that. And if we go going back to the men and men, Mars, women, Venus book, it's like women want to be heard, not having things fixed. And men want things fixed. Right. Not to, I don't want you to listen to me. Help me solve this problem. Sure. And, you know, so that's how, you know, even if. Oh, the, did you actually read that book? I did. Oh, yeah. good for back you. Then, college, I, I, oh, that was it. A, was it a prescribed what's the word i'm looking for ascribed uh, in college no i think i just i got it at a yard sale for a buck oh nice started and thought it was interesting yeah cool so it, it was fascinating it's not helped me any in this life but it was pretty cool yeah, all right so back to stereotypes for a minute <laughs> so so as i said they all have you know some some meaning except for or, or some basis except the one i never understood was and i think i've told you this story and again my wife would be pissed right it's not about her it's about her <laughs> Or, or late dad, my former father-in-law, very Polish gentleman. But the the, but the uh, uh, stereotype I never really understood was the dumb Polish guy, the dumb Polak, right? Right. So I had a buddy of mine who grew up in uh, Dayton, Ohio, in a rather mixed uh, ethnic uh, background, explained to me, and he had some Polish blood, German Polish, and he said, no, it's not about stupid. It's that they're so stubborn they come off as stupid. And it was like a light went off because I always go back to this story. We're sitting around the test 100 years ago, and um, we're talking about Spalding, the sporting goods company. Oh, you've told the story on air before. And, and my father-in-law says, you know, somehow the spelling, S-P-A-U. And I, no, I've played Spalding Wilson my whole life. I know it's S-P-A-L. There's no U. Right. And oh, wait a second, I'm sure I got a Spalding basketball. So I go down, it's a basketball, football, and I hand it to the man. <laughs> okay, now at this point, you just say, oh, I was wrong. Sure. He says, oh, that's got to be misprinted. Well, <laughs> you know, you go, look, you stupid Pollock. You know, it's not that you're fucking dumb, but you're just so stubborn that your stubbornness gets in the way of people thinking you're right. I mean, they are a stubborn bunch, man. See, it's I, hard to move them. I've not been around enough ethnic groups to develop almost like the only stereotypes I know are from hearing them, you know, right. because growing up in like rural white people, Appalachia, it was just, you know, white people. <laughs> so yeah, that's like I don't. It was just I, white I, don't, I don't know right. enough Polish specific folks. Sure, no, absolutely. Italian specific folks. That's right. So I mean, I, yeah, so I didn't really dive into that much, so I couldn't say. And, and I'm sure being from New Jersey or from you know a much different you know reality where you're around different you know you you know you're in an Irish group or you know you're in an Italian group. So yeah, that, but that is fascinating. That, uh, uh, growing up in the Northeast, there is a little bit more of that. I'm gonna. So we're talking about comedy, Tristan. Again, we don't rehearse this, and we're talking about um, uh, stereotypes. I'm gonna see. I got this the other day. I'm gonna see if I can't play this because we've done this before, and um, you know it sounds okay on the air. Let's see. If I can't, just keep talking. Okay. You raise playing with his phone. I'll do play by play here. He's added his glasses so he can see his phone extra well. He's searching through what I would have to assume is Shit, I can't YouTube. Get He's pressing buttons as though it's an eighteen hundreds typewriter. <laughs> I don't know why he pushes it all the way to the side and listens for a click and a ding. That's funny. One all right, so I don't need that. Let's see if we can get this. All right. Still clicking. Maybe you can get it for me. I, I don't know why this isn't playing, but we can play it on your mic. Yeah, let's see what you got. Can you get this dude to play? Maybe I, is it muted? Oh, there it is. Oh, here we go. Irish coffee. All right, hang on. 
I got to, I'm sorry. I got to start it over, Tristan. Let me help you out here. Start, well, you know what? You're dealing with Apple, so this may be better for you to start over, but let's see. I'm going to go up and come back. This is, this is good, good radio. This is great radio. Yeah, this but is, it'll, it'll be worth the payoff, I hope. Okay. So this is a comedian, and I'm not sure what his name is, but here, here we go. Um, here, let's do this. Let's do this. Now that I've got the... Here it comes. Let us hope. Right. <laughs> so it's unmuted. I love the Irish. You know why the Irish are great? Because they're one of the last groups you can shit on and you guys never complain. Yeah? I mean, think about all the Irish terms. It's like uh, Irish coffee. That's just coffee with booze in it, you know, or Irish goodbyes where you get too drunk and forget to say bye, or uh, I'm going to beat you like a redhead stepchild. No one says they're Irish, but we know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> and they keep changing all these team names, like the, the Indians or the Guardians or the Redskins or the Commanders. Did you ever see the fighting Irish as a fucking drunk midget with his hat cocked? <laughs> Nobody bitches. You guys are tough, you never complain, and, you know, you guys are uh, called the, they call me the N-words of Europe, and if you rearrange the letters in ginger, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, his name is, I'm not going to look for his name now, but Ray showed me that the other day, of course, my proud Irish heritage, that's pretty right. damn funny. That's true, and, but, and, and, uh, and, and, <laughs> just a little drunk midget. <laughs> there is a bit of credit that has to go for, you, you really don't see the Irish folks Stepping up with all the microaggressions, right? You don't, I don't feel think like so. there's a lot of, no. we don't appreciate being a lucky charm leprechaun and everything. <laughs> so credit where it's due. And, and, you know, I think I've gotten worse as I've gotten older and I kind of hate it about myself. But I'm definitely from the old school of I don't mind taking it if I can give it back and the other person can take it. But right, I just, sure. But you just hate when it's in a situation sure. where somebody – Gets you offended. Know, well, yeah, you don't want somebody else to get offended. Like, yeah. look, we can dish it out. We can we can joke about who we are and the stereotypes, but only if it goes both ways. Sure. So, but no, I think there are some people that it's you know even with comedy on TV, it's like I don't even want the topic broached. I don't even want you making fun of the people who are racist. And I think a lot of comedy about like a lot of the sitcom comedy you would see, like the racist was almost always the idiot, and it was they're making a point. So and now, like you can't even touch some of these issues, oh and, and I, I do think that you know that's uh, you know a credit to our friends on the right. I think with a lot of this stuff, at least they're still open to the conversation. You can still talk to them. I about mean, there's some something to be said for that, right? It's, sure. It's the the people who are offended, you know, ad nauseum today are typically far lefties, right? And well, I don't. Now I will I will take issue with that. Like, okay, I do think the right is just as offended. You know, uh, cue to Kid Rock shooting Bud Light true, a week ago. True, Look, true. They want to cancel everything as bad as the left. They get offended as bad as everybody on the left. So it definitely is on both sides. But I do feel like at least when it comes to that one issue, like if we're talking race or gender or stereotypes, they're at least willing to have that conversation. Whereas I think people on the left, shut it I'm down. not saying nobody, you know, will we'll have these conversations. Look to shut it down. Yeah, there is a if you're not saying the things that I feel, which is kind of an ultra left, you know, kind of ideology with some of this stuff. Yeah, it is. We're not even having this conversation. Well, it's I'm the kid from uh, UK, the swimmers. Her name Riley Gaines, perhaps. Does that sound right? Mm, sounds right. Uh, she was at the university. Was it Stanford University of San Francisco? Maybe Stanford. And they basically chased, shouted, and chased her out of the room. Right. Her point was: I grew up a female athlete. I competed hard, and I really kind of took it. Uh, 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 took it hard, no pun intended, 
to lose to a man with a penis who was calling himself a woman. Uh, there are people on the left just didn't want to hear that, Tristan. Yeah. And she has every right to voice that. And if that was your or my daughter who had worked her entire life to get to a certain level. Now, not to take away from the transgender athlete that won in that she should get to compete somewhere. And nobody should be mean to her for her lifestyle. I'm certainly not right. advocating for any type of that. Right. And that stuff does come from the right. The, it does. It's a, it becomes a little bit That's right. more of a sticky. I agree with that. And it's yeah. a little bit, can feel a little bit more anti and racist. So Lord knows that that lady should get her life exactly the way she wants, except for because she was cursed to be born out of the body that she wanted to live in. She doesn't then get to go compete in my mind with women who haven't spent part of their life with testosterone. Now, even if she's had, you know, I'm sure she's done everything she could do to get it out of her body and be the truest version of herself. But I just don't think that's enough. And that is now an issue. It's not really an important issue. The right wants to make it. A and it's not, it doesn't happen very often. It doesn't happen very often. Thing. Not a huge issue, but you know, it's, it's happening. And you do have somebody like Riley Gaines out there herself of high end, uh, female athletes saying that this isn't right and she deserves to be heard you know she does not deserve to be chased out of the room by a bunch of wild-eyed left-leaning kids who don't want to hear shutting down free speech is just shutting down free speech it's never a good idea and i don't care who the speaker is yeah and i don't know maybe it was on mar this week it was with elon watched, musk and the comment that one of those guys said was Man, free speech is easy when you agree. That was Everybody Elon Musk. likes that's free right. speech when you agree. It's exactly the shit right. that you disagree with that's hard. But of that's course. what's that's what's important because what happens when it's your free speech that people are saying that no more that it's not allowed anymore. So. I mean, I I've always subscribed to that, which is why you know the new left is really kind of interesting because you could say in some senses, like the one we were just talking about, it's sort of the new fascism. How can you be opposed? Because you don't agree with the view, you don't want to hear from that person. That is not what democracy is about. That's not what the American experiment is about. Sure. That's just flat wrong. And we should also be trying to get out of our own bubbles and listen a little bit, even if it's uncomfortable, even if we don't like That's it. That's right. You know, I mean, because I'll be honest, man, uh, on the same show, this the real time. They said in, in France, you can be jailed for saying that the Holocaust didn't happen. True. There's a part of me that says, I, I get fuck that. those guys. That's so right. I kind of get it. I really but don't want to hear the Grand Wizard. I don't, right. don't want to hear the Nazi. But on yeah. the other hand. But where does it end? And where it, does it, it end? kind of scary. So. But, you know, I went back to – I reflected back. Well, I, I listened back to our shows. That's why I hope this is better because I heard that popping, but it was from my mic, not yours. It could be this damn thing in my mouth. I don't know. I got to go. I think the 15th of July, I finally get the the uh, implant. So I'm wearing this uh, little flipper tooth, and it's, you know, I pop, pop, pop. But back to something that you said last week, which we didn't really expand on, but I found very, very interesting, which was – when you saw that interview with Trump on, it wasn't Fox, it was... OAN? Like, the bubble that we live in, you know, all right, so so that bubble is twofold. It's Trump comes across quite reasonable, so so the, the, the right-wingers that are watching don't really understand how he's made out to be the, um, help me out with an adjective, the villain that he is. 
And at the same time, those same people are watching that network and Biden is just made out to be a bumbling idiot. Sure. And that's what they see. Yeah. And even you watching it were like, you know, he comes across fairly reasonable in that setting. I think it, it goes back to that's kind of, that bubble. Well, it goes back to the Biden debate and how when he was not a bumbling idiot, you and you called it at the time. Like, look, people are going to really have second thoughts when they see this guy making coherent, complete sentences, because this is not what anybody in that right wing bubble has seen through the duration of the election process. And, and unfortunately, that does go both ways. Like the only thing on the left bubble they're seeing of Trump is the bad stuff. Look, he is on trial right now for rape, That's which is not a it's not a it's a whatever the trial where you can get money, not a, a, trial, civ a, civ a civil, civil trial. trial. So he, he does have, you know, these other 30 plus felony charges. So, look, there's a lot of real things to consider, but that's not all he is. So it is pretty important to just not write him off because of all the bad stuff and at least take his threat seriously if you are like me and believe that he's a threat to the way of democracy as we've always had. No, that's a fair point. And it, it's a fair point because it's a true point. Now, to expand on that, I've become a Twitter guy, you know, because I'm one of those lefties that hates Elon Musk and couldn't ever go to Twitter, Twitter after he bought it. <laughs> I actually opened my account when he bought it because I thought, oh, this could be interesting. Nice. And I don't, I don't tweet, but I run through and, and read stuff. So there's a, you are familiar enough with it to know there's the there's some uh, just words and then there's clips right? yes okay sure. so there's a clip that says peter ducey who's the fox correspondent uh, at the press conference with uh, kareen jean pierre the uh, white house spokeswoman uh, just takes her to task you know just ruins kareen so I'm, oh, this could be interesting it's about two minutes and i watch it tristan there's no part like he, <laughs> he asks her about he so here's what he says he says um so, Kareen, we all agree because apparently Biden's been doing quite a bit of MAGA MAGA, sort of trying to spotlight the, let them, uh, the craziness of them, I guess, as he right. looks at re-election. So, uh, OK, Kareen, so we agree uh, because you've told us that there was no cheating in the 2020 election. Well, what about 2016? Now, my sister will say that because I I referred to uh, Trump as illegitimate Donnie and I had some fun with her and this kind of stuff. And basically, she goes on to make this really good point about how, you know, well, first of all, that was 2016. I don't want to talk about that. But if you do want to talk about it, never once did I say that the election was rigged. Never once did I say that machines didn't work. We threw out some barbs. That happens in the world of politics. But you people actually stormed the Capitol building to overturn an election. Huge difference. Thought she composed herself and stood her ground very well. But boy, that piece says Peter Ducey. So if you never even watch it, you just got Peter Ducey laying owns this woman lips. low, just owns lips. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, it's all perception, man. That, that is too. that. I don't know if that's something that's <laughs> kind of known by everybody that's sort of on social media regularly. But that that's a thing is that you see a lot of those misleading headlines oh, really? because a lot of people are too lazy to read and look. Oh, funny. Certainly in articles like you'll see, you know. And it's both sides, you know, yeah. just Trump totally destroyed by, you know, protester. And then you'll read it like the protester yells like, you're a bad president. And you're like, well, that wasn't that bad. You know, that's what this was. There's so much of that. Online because they know people probably aren't going to look at it. So they'll just repeat the headline. Exactly. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I learned something. Today. Yeah, And that's a big part of, I think, these political <laughs> bubbles that people are just seeing. The headlines, yeah. just some of the stuff they want to hear, because I think if, if you're looking at it analytically, that's the right word. Like that is. you do see that it's not, I mean, it's not as one sided. And and again, you we touched last week on sort of the reason for this podcast, and you know I always go back to, and I don't say it enough, 
man, the people on the on the right are so wonderful, and the people on the left also so wonderful. And I think people are getting to the point, or certainly it feels like it, where they just don't have any room in their life for somebody that disagrees with them politically. So if there's anything that I hope that we can change with our, you know, thousand listeners is, you know, I would like to think that I hope folks that are listening are the type of folks that let people they disagree with into their lives. Because look, if not, you're missing out on a lot of wonderful human beings. I agree a million percent. The problem, Tristan, is, and I'm not saying here in May, early May of, of 23, this will be the case. In fact, I hope it's not. But by all accounts right now, we've got Biden, Trump, too, oh, which nobody wants to see. Nobody. I don't. You don't. I just don't. Whether it's Trump, whether it's Biden, whether it's both. It, nobody needs it. Nobody wants it. We're going to probably get it. And frig, those divides are just going to continue to escalate. Yeah. Well, and, and to me, I was sort of told this is going to continue when you saw all the Biden vitriol on the right. The, the let's go, Brandon. Fuck Joe Biden on all the trucks. Yeah, sure. Certainly around here. Sure. You know, people just despise him. And to me, that would be like if our side was like, fuck John McCain. Like, what a piece of shit. Like, to me, look, you may not love John McCain, but there was nothing there to hate. And I sort of feel the same thing about Biden. Like, to me, the best argument about Biden is he's elected and he's went maybe 10% farther left than right down the middle or maybe then 10% farther left than folks have hoped. But to act like he's radical and he's this crazy agenda, like he, he's he's a little bit old. And I think that should be concerning for our side because that's a real thing. And he's an older fellow. But like to act like he's this, I don't know, to try to paint him in a with the same brush as an AOC or Tristan, I've a got Bernie to, Sanders. I've got to start forwarding my sister's text. Oh, I can imagine. To, well, today was apparently he called out some kid and and, and said, uh, Mom, my mom always told me, hush up, boy, something like that. Now the right has him as a white trash racist. Oh, my God. Jesus H. Christ. Because I said to her, it was just in the parking lot when you pulled up. I'm reading it. It's something else I wasn't aware of. And it's like, so now with all the other pejoratives, now he's white trash. And I mean, Jesus H. Christmas, where does it stop? Like, I get you can disagree with his politics. Look, you can disagree with his rate hikes or... You know, feel like he's too old. That's that's your prerogative to feel that way. But to sort of kind of have this awful vitriol, this attitude of like, you know, he's just so extreme and he's ruining the country. And, you know, that's I'd crazy. rather storm the Capitol than have this madman at the helm. That's absolutely nuts. It's, yeah, and I think that's pretty outlandish and unrealistic. Yeah, and I think I like what you said, maybe 10% further left than some of us thought he might. But, you know, he's gotten some things done. I'm not saying he's FDR, but I'm also, with no disrespect to uh, President Carter, who's a wonderful human being, wasn't a good presidency. I'm also saying he wasn't Jimmy Carter, or he's not Jimmy Carter. I mean, he's got some things done in spite of long odds. Every day, shit, I've got to run into road construction coming here. I could go down 25, it's easier 75. But, I, I mean, literally right. every day you see work going on as part of that um, infrastructure bill. Definitely. A huge, huge bill. I mean, Afghanistan, did it go perfectly? No. But it took some balls to pull those guys out. I still out. say. It's bad Bush, put, Bush yeah. talked about it, never did it. Tr uh, Obama talked about it, never did it. Trump talked about it, never did it. You know who did it? Joe Biden. Yeah. And he lived with the consequences of it. And we all can sit back and say, man, that sucks. It sucks when American soldiers die overseas. Of course. Nobody is happy about that. Nobody's like, uh, you know, nobody's not super sad when that that's happens. Right. But it, that's part of the military. And, and unfortunately, with the largest military in the history of the world, 
man, sometimes bad things are going to happen. Right. And, and as bad as we hate it, you know what you're signing up for when you get into that. Now, again, now, would I be saying that if I felt like there was a huge negligence on this part of Joe Biden was sitting in, you know, with the Joint Chiefs and said, this is how we're going to do it. And all the Joint Chiefs were saying, no, President Biden, that's going to get people killed. And he's like, no, I insist we do it this way. Show me some footage of that. I'll, I'll get on board. Sure. But look, I just don't think that exists. I think the man sat in the situation room with the smartest military minds in the world. And it was a shitty situation and some bad things happened. We lost some of our servicemen and women, which is horrible, but it was going to happen no matter who did. It. And in the ensuing uh, year and a half, two years, whatever it is now, uh, haven't had anybody else killed in Afghanistan. American, have we? That's true. No. Great point. Now, is the Taliban back in charge? Yeah, but you know what? That's the Afghani people. Fuck, they, we, we worked hard to build that Afghan military, and they really wanted no fight at all. Let the Taliban have it. Because they, you know what, Tristan? It's funny. When you're an insurrectionist, it's easy. And actually, our buddy Castro comes to mind. I mean, he was one who actually delivered. He governed for years, harsh at times, but he delivered some things. But when you're an insurrectionist or a guerrilla and you're fighting up the mountains, it's easy. But when you actually have to govern, there's people that to be considered and the Taliban's finding that governing, you know, being the, the one throwing the bombs and saying all, all the radical stuff is kind of the easy part. When it comes yeah. to actually governing, governing, it gets a little tougher. That's that's truly where the rubber meets the road. Yeah, that's a fair point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure as they're throwing bombs up hills, you're not thinking about who's Secretary of State. And yeah, how, or how how getting the pothole filled. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, that's a good point. And, you know, and speaking of Biden and Trump, what about uh, I think there's quite the, the polarization between the two uh, while I was watching bits of the correspondence dinner. I thought he comported himself well, Biden. You know, let me make this At least he too. showed up. Indeed. <laughs> let me, so let me make this point. But before, Trump didn't go for four years, right? No. I think Biden is way less scary if he's eight years younger. So let me say that, first of all. I think Trump is a lot scarier of, a, of somebody to be running for president than Biden. Worst thing that could happen, in my mind, with Biden is he pass away and Kamala takes over. Yeah. I think a lot of people are less comfortable and familiar with Kamala. Absolutely. But, no, to your point, we, we just had this correspondence dinner, which Trump said for four years, no, I'm not going to go be made fun of. Right. I'm not going to laugh at myself. That's right. You're not going to laugh at me. That's right. What do you think of that? Is it, is it? I think it goes to his ego. I mean, just so frightened of, I mean, there's that great time where he did show up and some people said it actually motivated him to, to run seth meyers joking yeah. yeah which is hilarious it was a he couldn't decide if he was going to run run as a democrat or republican i thought he was running as a joke yeah is that what it was yeah, yeah. or something close to that right and they show him and he's just scowling and it's that that's funny yeah. i don't care who you are true no ability to laugh at himself and i don't know to me that goes to the kim jong-uns of the world and not everybody is hitler or, you know, some of these, you know, old dictators. dictators. But, man, there's something to be said for somebody that just can't have a dinner and, and have a laugh at themselves. I mean, look, Tristan, I don't think it's a coincidence that his best friends were, you know, uh, your buddy from North Korea, uh, er Erdogan, is that his name? From uh, Erdogan? Erdogan from Turkey, maybe. Of course, uh, Vlad, his pal Vlad. I mean, he has a certain um, fascination with those guys that run with an iron fist. That's and fair. he would be very comfortable, I think, doing that. Yeah. You I, know, I, it's just, no, sorry. It's not going to happen here, Don. Yeah. Can't, can't, can't be. So, so credit to, to those people in that. Uh, I mean, Roy, that, uh, Roy Wood Jr. Had a great, uh, so you saw some of it. He's talking about France where those fucking riots are massive, 
because they had the audacity, Macron did, to raise the retirement age from 62 to 64. Yeah. And the French literally rioting in the streets over that. Yeah. Roy Wood referenced that. And he said, and here we are in America with an 80-year-old 80-year-old man begging us for four more years. <laughs> I did see that. And they show Joe and he's out there laughing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So wouldn't that be – how refreshing would it be for Fox to say – you know, our guy spent four years beating these people up. He has no ability to laugh at himself. Look at this president. That's what a president should do. Now, there would be some common ground. And I'll also say this. I don't think it would be the worst thing for Donald Trump to be able to do it, to do that. It, it humanizes be, you. Baby. It does. It humanizes you. It's the same thing with he refused to. I don't think he's ever owned a dog or an animal. Oh, and really? He refused during his time in the White House, even though they say it gives you like a couple point bump because people see you as human and likable. He said, no, I'm not getting a dog. You know, I'm not going to go get made fun of. I don't know, man. I think that keeps him in an ivory tower a bit to those of us who kind of pay attention and aren't completely biased. Yeah. No, he, he is. Uh, <laughs> he's an interesting. He's going to be. Historians are going to have some fun with Mr. Trump. All right, Triz, what else you got? Well, we're seeing him a lot on. Um, I've seen a lot of people on the left, and I want to get your opinion on this that are really, really beating up DeSantis, more so even than Trump right now. And is that because Donald Trump is a more beatable opponent yeah. than DeSantis? Because I'm like, why is Seth Meyers and The Daily Show and everything I put it on? Man, they're killing DeSantis, but there's not much for Trump. That's interesting. And it almost, to me, I was like, it goes back to the spending money to get the more Trumpian candidate because they tend to be easier to beat in a national election. Well, so if you're asking my opinion, here is my opinion. I think Biden has been a, a, a competent president. Again, not FDR, not Jimmy Carter. He's been competent. I would agree with that. He is 80. I think that I really believe that had Trump not thrown his hat in, I think Biden would have said, hey, I did what I needed to do. I beat this guy. And, and, and I could be wrong because it's a hell of a lot of power. It's a lot of ego. It's quite a position to willingly walk away from. Okay. All that being said, he gets to know about the aliens. He does. And I, I think, of course, he's not cognizant enough to know what they're telling him. So, <laughs> but you know, Tristan, I think that, um, uh, you know, Biden is, I, I hate to say, you know, eminently beatable, but he is certainly beatable. I think sure. if anybody other than Trump runs against him, they quite possibly win. Because even if I sit here and say, ah, he's been confident, there's a, Paul, a buddy of mine, Paul, who um, I'm getting good. I don't give last names now. We're talking today. Paul's a reasonable dude. He works a little bit part time with us. He's retired. And he's uh, he's he's uh, I would call him center left to center. He's a gun owner. But he's uh, his politics are, you know, not not narrow. And he basically said, ah, you know, Biden has, he hasn't been the greatest presidency. He's old. He should probably retire. All right. So that's from a guy who's not a conservative. So that is the perception, which becomes reality, right? It hasn't been yeah. a good presidency. He's out of touch. So I think he's eminently beatable. But I think the one Republican he beats, Dresden, is Trump. I, I'm with you. So if he stays so, up. So are Republicans that effed up that they can't get this guy out of the way to put in a Sununu or a fucking Nikki Haley or somebody who could run and probably beat Biden? They're going to go with this guy, lose again, and then have to listen to four more years of his whining, squealing, crying about a, a, a fixed election? I mean, good gracious. It does feel that way. That's exactly what it feels like. There's just enough of that base to keep them from moving on and having somebody that could easily, I don't want to say easily, because but perhaps beat Joe Biden. Right. And because I and, and let me ask you, to me, and I think you you applied your answer, but man, the Republicans have done a great job in branding Joe Biden as a horrible president. And how much of that is just perception? Because the reality is a lot. He's hired more 
American workers in the history of the country than any other president. Like the economy is insanely good right now. Right. Uh, you know, and usually it's the economy stupid that wins these elections. Right. Inflation. But, inflation has been pesky and inflation. But it's dropped affects, what, like from 11 to like six. It's dropped like four, four and a half points. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, uh, it's pesky and it's it's easy to make hay out of inflation because, you know, you see everybody goes to the grocery. Most of us go to the grocery market. The gas prices are right on every corner, so on and so forth. But you're exactly right. The economy is booming along. It's doing quite well. It's starting to shrink a tad, which is, of course, uh, you know, the Fed trying to rein in and, and fight. Inflation. Exactly. But even in spite of them trying to rein it in, it still keeps going cruising right along. So, you know. Yeah. To me, if Joe Biden looked like John F. Kennedy Jr. didn't have a stutter, wasn't his age. He wins seventy to thirty against the Donald that, Trump. That that could that 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 could very well be. Now you do have Robert Kennedy Jr. They say he's pulling at like 15, 18, 19 percent. Wow. I mean, and he's kind of a kook. Yeah, it feels that way. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So it's and you know this is our wheelhouse. I mean, we're really going to enjoy the next you know as people start announcing and and Trump well, not going to do any of the debates, which I think is kind of a cop. I don't think that will. Oh, you're talking about primary debates, right? You have to. Okay, yeah, that could be. But now speaking before we get ahead of ourselves, boy, we got a wicked battle going on in this state. I mean, talk about gloves coming off and a couple. Of people, I mean, I, essentially, I guess it comes down to craft and Cameron for the Republican right. nod to run against uh, incumbent. Democratic Governor Andy Bashir, yeah. who, in my mind, and I'm not saying this because my politics lean left or I typically vote Democratic, Andy Bashir has been solid. Sure. He absolutely deserves re-election. He took, he got in here in a really tough time, COVID, absolutely, and handled it as good as any Democrat governor in a Republican state could. That's exactly right, Tristan, and I don't think anybody can argue with that. He has certainly earned himself re-election, but in the state of Kentucky, it's probably a less than 50-50 that he gets re-elected. So whoever yeah. wins, wins that Democratic primary is quite likely your next governor. And, and I'm sorry, Kelly Craft leaves me high and dry. I think we talked about it last week. Just seems disingenuous <laughs> as the day is long. It feels like she's got a whole bunch of money and wants to be governor. It more feels, so than she's a heck of a politician. It feels like she got a whole bunch of money and wants to be governor. And yep. Daniel, credit to his to to Daniel. He seems Cameron, okay. To his credit, yeah, he's fine. Like he's, yeah, he's the most I, I've been all right with him. I mean, he's Kendrick. caught himself in a couple of situations. I don't think he comported himself great in the Brianna Taylor sure. situation. Yeah, um, you know, he's got to kowtow to. Um, you know, to, to the to the folks uh, to the right of him, you know, because I'm sure he's not a crazy right winger. Doesn't feel like it. Um, you know, and then you get into the personal asides. I have a friend of mine who I won't name <laughs> who said, you notice the first thing in that ad of him was that white wife next to him, which I'm sure there is some he's of that. Black, of course. Yes, Mr. King, maybe yes, Mr. Cameron is black. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, so Daniel Cameron does need the vote of a hell of a lot of white people if he's going to win the state of Kentucky. Sure. So to show, hey, I'm married to a white woman. I mean, is that a little too personal of a comment to make, perhaps? But that is the world we live in. He he did the ad, not us. Right. And knowing the racists as we do, does that help or hurt it? <laughs> well, <laughs> I know a lot of racists that would probably take issue with that. Well, Sadly, fair. I don't. I don't know a lot of racists, but over the course of my life, I've certainly encountered those people. We all do. Yeah. Sadly, they. they do still exist you know it's for those people that are saying racism is gone you know it's certainly not but it, it is pretty fascinating and who do you think stands a better chance right the 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 kelly Kraft, who ironically enough worked for trump in his uh she did she was the uh 
U.S. ambassador to the United. Yeah, oops, our, our Irishman's back. Uh, the ambassador, the 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 United States ambassador to the United Nations. Okay, now and so she worked for Trump, and ironically enough, Trump is giving his endorsement to Daniel. Cameron. That's true. So who? And who also tends to seem more middle of the road, whereas Kraft tends to be additionally right wing. So I who does Kentucky right. want as a Republican? Do they want the I, I more Kraft. middle of the road or I, they, I, they like the crazy? I, yeah, they like the crazy wacky. I would not be the least bit shocked. I hope it's not the case. But on the 16th of May, if she winds up, you know, if she winds up with the nod. Now, is she beatable for Bashir? Yeah, I think maybe. I think you she know? may be more beatable than, than Cameron. Yeah, I would think so. Because yeah. Bashir hasn't spent a nickel. He hasn't run a single ad. Right. You know, hasn't had to. He's not being primary. That's it. So, yeah, I hope. Now, now you had mentioned uh, this dude that's making some hay, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, I think his name is. I'll opt out of trying to pronounce that. I think that, that's it. Yeah, yeah it's a tough thing. I mean, we did elect a Barack Obama, so, you know. But I believe it's Ramaswamy. I'll call him V. Yeah, yeah let's call him VR. But uh -huh. he's, he's a young guy. He makes some good points. Did you see him speak? I did. He, he, it was a pretty fascinating interview. And, you know, I think the woke folks, which I think he is another anti-woke guy that just, you know, makes us hey being very well, even if he's not in order to win that nomination, sure. he has to be for now. Yes, yeah. of course. But yeah, he, he definitely said a lot of stuff that I think you or I would say, well, that's kind of common sense. I think at least on the interview that I saw with him, I think it was Chuck Todd on Beat the Press this week. That sounds right. It was, you know, he definitely said a lot of stuff that I think the far left would find pretty controversial with trans folks and, and you know, that debate. He was saying uh, that and again, I, I'm not quoting him. I could play the interview, but he was saying that. Don't do it the way I did. It took me too long. To <laughs> sure. oh, can you find it for me, Ray? Ray's going to work on that. Uh, but yeah, I, to, to try and quote what he was saying or quote an idea of what he was saying was essentially that trans being trans was a mental illness. And you're certain you're, you're born a certain way. And then if you want to be different, that that's, you know, and, and he cited uh, the the health manual, the RSV, whatever it's called. I can't think of the name of the book. I'm not sure. It's, yeah. it's the book Doctors Go-To. I didn't go see to. that interview. I usually watch me the yeah. but I didn't see that interview. So, you know, certainly I think a lot of folks on the left would say, you know, kind of fuck you. And, uh, you know, I don't know. That's that's a pretty – that's a sticky wicket. There's, Aaron was the first one who mentioned him on our show. He did. Aaron, yeah, Aaron was on the ball. We didn't have his name, but uh, yeah, I, I've since seen him a couple of times. Well, he was um, some say he was instrumental in CNN letting Don Lemon go because they got into a heated exchange. I, yeah, his yeah. last big interview. Yeah, that. yeah, that was his last interview. Oh my, Mike! I hope hope I didn't go away. My, you my, did. My, you're good. My mic, my mic needs some Viagra. Well, there's, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, um, Lemon was nasty in that in that debate uh, in that uh, back and forth. I mean, there was no reason for him to. You know, he was basically telling that guy, F you, you know, how dare you? Well, you know, he's an Indian American. He's not, he, he understands some prejudice as well. I mean, you know. Sure. Uh, so. And, and to that point, uh, there's some talk. I've certainly seen some chatter that CNN is going a little bit farther right, that they've, with some of their new ownership and oh, yeah? the way they're doing their broadcasts. And that's backed up by a Donald Trump CNN town hall coming up like next week or oh, interesting. around the corner. So there is some talk about, you know, hey, Fox News has been making all this money. We want to make some money. Oh, shit. So I mean, that would be something, huh? That would be pretty wild. Because Ted Turner's out, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's got no more input. He just started it all. So, yeah, because yeah, Ted is not 
Ted, Ted is not by any means a, a right winger. No, no, for sure. I don't think you would have been married to, to Hanoi Jane. No, right. To, to quote the folks from the, from the old days. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> he was far right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, fascinating for sure. And, you know, I, I think – you know, I think the trans debate has a long way to go, so I think it's going to oh, be fascinating God, to watch. Yeah. And I, I, again, I think, again, the, the extreme common sense on that for me is, look, if somebody wants to be somebody that they weren't born as, look, people should get to do whatever the hell they want if they're 18 years old and American, right? Now, you think that Lady Gaga song will have to get changed? Which, and, uh, what was it, Born This Way or... Remember that huge oh, yeah. smash of hers? Yeah, I yeah. was born this way. But again, man, but again if you, it's America. Look, if you identify as a lady and you were born a man, by all means, do whatever the heck you want to do. You're a free. That's why we have this flag that tells us we're all free. Now, again, their right to be trans, you know, their right to punch ends when somebody else's nose begins, right? So I think that's some of the things we like got to work out. So. It, which would which and and the and the the nose begins with bathrooms. It begins with female athletes, uh, you know, and it has begun. Sure, so. and, and that becomes the discussion. But as far as their yeah. right to just exist and be free and be who they are, I or, mean, there's just so many jokes, though. You know, <laughs> your wife's in the in the bathroom with your with your daughter, and you know, the daughter's four, and some dude comes in and dress, whips it out in business. I mean, it's like, you know, so we're all just supposed to go. Yeah, you know, it's just the way the world is now. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm asking. Is no, that, no. Is I, that what folks are saying? And again, I think that's like the worst case, like rough scenario, because again, you're not going to walk in the ladies and find a urinal. So, you know, there's a little no, bit true, more privacy. True, true, thing, true, so. true. That's fair. And again, that's fair. I'm sure there's just as many. I'm sure, Actually, in fact, I'm sure there's less trans perverts than there are. You know, straight perverts. Absolutely. So Absolutely. look, you're you're probably <laughs> less likely being a straight pervert. I can say, oh, <laughs> as shit. a man who typically hangs out in truck stop bathrooms to let me just whip, whip it out. The out yeah. Let me just whip this out. <laughs> oh no. So, oh, but again, sakes. yeah, I think there's we'll get we'll get it all figured out. I, I know it's sometimes you got to drag the folks on the right a little bit, and sometimes they they are going to make some points that we're going to have to keep in mind because I don't think it's as simple as. Everybody just gets to say, I want to compete in women's sports now, and they get to. No, it's not. So, so we do have to say, even though we want to be the caring folks that allow people to be free and that we're not going to persecute you, look, we do still have to add a little bit of common sense and make sure we're doing it the right way. But here's what gets missed, Tris, and this is why free speech has to happen. You can't shut somebody down. Now, I have said this to Andrew, the young man that you know, who's a very progressive, open-minded individual at 30. And I've made the point to him that, look, I am a soon-to-be 63-year-old man, white guy, uh, middle-class, middle-age or senior age, and I want to be an ally to you with all the transgenders issue, transgender issue and so forth. I've said this to Brielle, my, my own daughter, but you've got to help me. You've got to. It's, it's incumbent. Uh, OK, so here's what does your movement no good. Fuck you. You're all OK, boomer. That doesn't do anybody any good. Fair. You've got to be able to explain where this heads, where it's going. And he's, well, no, not really, because soon we'll, we'll be, a, you guys will all be gone. And well, for 40 years, right? And there's still going to be luck. people. So sure. standing there with us was Todd, who's also Andrew's age, who doesn't understand any of it. And I go, well, here's exhibit A. He's going to be on this planet as long as you are. And he doesn't understand it either. So you do yourself a disfavor by saying, F you, okay, boomer, you're closed minded. No, you've got to help the people who want 
to be aligned with your movement, who are all about what you just said, land of the free, home of the brave, it's cool, but you got to help me with some of those things that the right brings up, because they're not just flaky and nuts, all right. of them, some of them. Yeah. Um, does that make sense? Well, and I think it goes exactly to the conversation that I was having earlier. I think the left is bad for saying this is the one true movement, and if you're not 100% on with everything we're saying, even on sometimes the farthest left levels, fuck you. You're canceled, and we don't want you to be a part of this. That's right. Look, you have to be able to sit down, certainly with those of us in the middle, right. and say, listen, this is why we think you're wrong, and let's have this open debate. We're not just going to okay boomer you out of the conversation. Look, yep. with you know some good health, you're going to be voting for another 30, 40 years, right? So these are the people that you're going to have to sit down and say, look, we want you to feel good about us. We want you to see us in a Walmart and not feel threatened or weird or whatever. Look, we just want to be one of the folks. Absolutely. So yes. let, let's have those conversations and make that Absolutely, happen. Absolutely, Oh, you're 60 and you just don't get it. Go That's fuck right. yourself. That's it. I, I think you nailed it. You, you've got to be open to that discussion on the left, and we can't just start screaming everybody out of the room every time they're infringing on what we perceive. Yeah, and it's not just 60. There's plenty of conservative 30-year-olds that oh, question it. Agreed. So and you're just going to stand and fight with them instead of ever trying to reach any middle ground? Well, and one of the fascinating things that I find right dealing with so many folks in the course of a day there's a lot of people that voted for Barack Obama and then voted for Donald Trump yes. that are in the middle that aren't a I'm voting straight right or straight left every time look there's a lot of folks that like to be spoken to in a respectful way and convinced of issues sure so yeah again you can't just shout everybody out that's exactly it yeah that yeah. no you cannot do that that's and, that's the real danger and there's probably some great reasons why somebody could sit down with us and Tell us that, look, this is why you guys are wrong on transgender and sports. But you're going to have to get that freaking message out there because I think most of the folks in the middle feel like, look, I don't want to exclude them from sports, but it's really not fair to yeah. see somebody that's a six foot three raised a man that decided at 14 he's going to transition to a woman for two years. Look, explain to me why I'm wrong about that. Yeah. It's not that, again, I don't want those people to suffer and be sad. I know the trend, the, the you know transgender suicide rate's really high. Look, I welcome those people. I want those people in our country and happy and like the rest of us weirdos. We're all weird in our own way. Sure. Look, but some of the things, just because you're, you've transitioned, doesn't make it fair. My wife jokes that he didn't have to have a period every month. So, like, there is a little <laughs> bit of, like, look, just go slowly That's along fair. with us here and – you know, we're, we've got your back, but also at the same time, let, let's talk about it. Right? I couldn't agree we're, more. We're here to chat. Yep, that's right. All right. Are, have we run this thing out? Uh, we started over, so. Yeah, we're, we're, you got comedy? Uh, well, I do. I did want to talk about this, though. This is something that I've had probably five people tell me while we're on the trans thing. Have you heard the story? I, I bet I've heard it from five different school districts. They'll, folks, somebody will tell you, they'll start talking about trans kids, and then they'll say, well, there's a kid at our school that identifies as a cat, and they need a litter box. <laughs> I had no idea until about two weeks ago when my brother and sister got into it, and I was in the middle of the text thread. Well, see, I've heard that like twice and thought, oh, wow, that's a real thing. That's crazy. It's not. It's not. I've heard it now from like all it's over not. the country. It is absolutely well, not a real thing. high school, guess what? There's a kid. you got to have a litter the box furries. in the girl's bathroom. It's so, absolutely not a real thing. So it's, so it's this weird urban legend that's right. that has sort of swept. That's which exactly is, is right. fascinating. Yep. So, yeah, so there's a lot of craziness like that. That's funny you say when you heard it in a lot of different places. This is so, so bizarre. And this is probably the only example of this that I have. 
So I had this told to me by Vince, my, my late brother-in-law, that his, uh, his brother-in-law, Kenny, who he learned carpentry from, jack of all trades, <coughs> Kenny was cleaning out a septic system. And when he opened the lid, the homeowner, the, the, the man was with him. And Kenny said, well, here's your problem. This septic system is loaded with condoms. And the guy said, I've never worn a condom in my life. I heard that exact same thing in our bar in Richmond, Kentucky, 25 years and 700 miles away. A guy said, I was cleaning out this. So, you know, that's just a, a contractor story that yeah. works its way Passed around off. and people personalize it to make it sound more embellished slightly to make it sound better. Yeah. So, yeah, if you hear it, it ain't true in four it's different places. Fascinating. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So urban legend that started. But, yeah, Tommy basically explained it to Rini, Tommy being my brother, Rini, my sister. And, of course, so, oh, no, Tommy, this is going on, yada, yada. He's like, no, it's not. Here's the reasons why. So, I know I wasn't familiar with it about two weeks ago, but it is not happening. That is so funny. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you, you mentioned but according to Fox News, it is. Yeah, well, it, or it's or there's one girl who identifies as a cat in every high school in every town in America. So, ironically, that God, would be my daughter. God love mittens. She's a she's a great gal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, you had challenged me last week because we had done a little bit of uh, some jokes and talking about kind of the these campaign ads. So you challenged me to put together sort of a spoof campaign ad. And that didn't happen on the air. Tristan and I were talking a little bit in the parking lot after the show. And I, and I thought, oh, you know, these ads are so prevalent. We said something. I can't remember what actually sparked it. But you went ahead and you work in radio. You've got access to a studio and you had some fun. Yeah. So I threw it together. Ironically enough, I didn't do it in studio. I did it at my house on our podcast mic. No, okay. And it sounds, that's why it sounded so bad if you've happened to hear any of this stuff that I've done at the house. So I should have done it in a real studio. Um, but I get too close to the mic at home and it's like, you just hear that really bad. So apologies for the sound quality of it. But, but that's what I threw together for comedy this week. Okay. Actually, I did three of them. But just because I'm lazy and I don't want to do anything for next week, I'll do one this week and I'll do the other two spoof ads next week, which were anti. This week is the anti Daniel Cameron ad from from Kraft. From Kelly Kraft. And the two next week are anti Governor Bashir ads from uh, uh, the ones they're running right now are just general like super pack they are. ads. Yeah. So I just did basic generic super pack ads against Bashir. It's perfect. So yeah, so uh, yeah. Whenever, whenever you want, we can we can do a little. I'd love wanna, to hear. You want to do your dad joke? Or you want me to do this? Uh, well, I tell you what. I, it's uh, the Derby is this week, so uh, I may have probably told this joke last year, but it's it's a fun one. So, <clears throat> a guy finds himself in Louisville, Kentucky, not necessarily for the Derby, maybe the week of the Derby, and he wakes up, he looks at his alarm clock, and it says uh, five fifty five, and then it, he realizes he's in room fifty five on the fifth floor of this hotel. So he says, man, I'm going over to Churchill Downs. And he goes over and he bets $55 on the five horse in the fifth race. Finish fifth. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little derby. And, oh, and good funny. luck. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a state holiday, almost yeah. a national oh, yeah. holiday. Very Kentucky much like derby. opening day. Now, I've, never, I've been to Churchill a number of times. I've never been to a derby in my 35 years now in Kentucky. I'm sure it's a wonderful time, but it, it, it's probably too much now. I mean, you got 160,000 people showing up to Louisville on, uh, on the 6th of May this year, yeah. uh, this coming Saturday. It's always a fun day. Jaeger always requests off. My buddy Matt, who's a, who's a handicap. He's a good he's horse a player. Good pretty good handicapper. He's pretty much. But that's a that's a holiday for him. He he's, it may does he go Derby or he day watches? he's off. No, they got a group that get together. Of course they bet. Yeah. And um yeah, he's got a group. He he actually gave me a couple of horses. He likes the uh 
the Japanese horse, which got like a There's Japanese a sounded name. He, yeah. yeah, this one's in the 17 hole, which no horse has ever won the Derby out of the 17 hole. Oh, wow. So that's a problem. I could Google the list, but it might take me a while. Well, that means that horse is due. And the, well, that, yeah. That lane is due. And there's a horse that has confidence in its name. I'm not confidence man, confidence something. Uh, he yeah. likes those two horses. So do with that what you will. So in that joke of the day, pretty good by Dad's Floor. Yeah, it's a good Derby Day joke. Derby Day Dad's. Now, that's a lot of D's. If I may, Derby Dad, um, there's a, a wonderful guy who's a bar regular of ours. Uh, Kenny does well for himself. He's got a, a concrete company with his brother. Well, they always do um, put up 100 bucks, which kind of limits the amount of people, but they did it for the NCAA tournament, Sweet 16. There's 16 teams put in 100 bucks, so there's $1,600. I think first place got... Maybe a thousand, second place six hundred, something like that. I I bought that. Bought a, in fact, I got UCLA maybe, um, but didn't win. Um, and I don't know who had uh, UConn. UConn, right? Won it? Yeah, with uh, Danny Hurley. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he does that with the Derby. You put in a hundred bucks and you just blind draw a horse. So you could get the two to one favorite, or you could get the ninety nine to one. But uh, I think the winner there gets if the if two hundred uh, if, if twenty horses get in, that's two grand that he would have, and he whacks it up accordingly. So you buy a hundred dollar ticket, and you can win like twelve or fourteen hundred bucks, something like that. So nice, you know, you got to be in it to win it. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure the hundred bucks will wind up getting donated. But what the hell? Yeah. Well, it makes it pretty darn exciting. At least. It does. Sure, yeah, it does. That's what betting invested. is, right? Yeah, right. you're vested. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So you've got these ads, and I, yeah. I had heard them, and uh, I, I thought I complimented Tris, and I thought they were damn funny. Nice. Okay, so we'll, we'll do the one. We'll do the Cameron. This is the and Hillary. for people that aren't from Kentucky, I <laughs> yeah. guess we should. Good luck. Yeah. So go ahead if you want to. Well, Daniel, the there's five Republicans running for the right to run against the incumbent Andy Bashir. We said that before. Daniel Cameron is an African American Attorney General, and Kelly Kraft is the quite wealthy wife of Joe Kraft, who's probably one of the three wealthiest. Kentuckians. It's the Joe Craft Center where the uh, Kentucky Wildcat basketball team stays. And John Calipari dry, uh, flies on Joe Craft's private jet. And Kelly Craft is, is is in the know. She, uh, as you said, was in Trump's administration in some capacity. So, um, so, so it's the two of them primarily running against each other. And 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 they've got some pretty nasty ads right now, frankly. Yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty aggressive. And this was sort of a take on one of or one or all of those ads. Right. So here we go. This is an anti. <laughs> Daniel Cameron, Cameron ad as would have could have been paid for by Kelly Craig. Sure. You need help? Could you come over and show me how to work technology? All right, here we go. Troy's going to edit out that five seconds spot where nothing came. Daniel Cameron claims to be a Republican, but I think it's pretty clear Daniel Cameron is black. Black just like Barack Obama. There's a pretty good chance Daniel Cameron wasn't born in the United States. I haven't seen his birth certificate. Kelly Kraft is a strong Kentucky conservative. Well, we all know at the end of the day, Daniel Cameron listens to hip-hop music with a backwards hat on. Kelly Kraft wants to work toward closing Joe Biden's open borders, while Daniel Cameron wants to get a police car from the 1990s super big rims on it to drive around listening to bass that will scare your grandma. Daniel Cameron, wrong for Kentucky. I'm Kelly Craft and I approve that message. <laughs> oh, God, that's fantastic, Tristan. Yeah. Because, <laughs> so, I mean, the, the ads aren't far from that. They're kind of, yeah. Chris, you got, ish. you know, Andy Bashir wants to, uh, you know, eight-year-old kids. Uh, come on, man. Yeah. 
Well, and that's again, we've talked about it on the show, but like the people that those ads are, you know, you're just preaching to the choir. Nobody believes that's right. a lot of this stuff. That's right. So it's just such garbage. It's almost fiction. That's I mean, right. It is fiction. It is it's fiction. Almost fantasy. Like it's yeah, just almost so fantasy. Outlandish. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. So what do you do? But yeah, as my brother said, I'm 700 miles away. I never heard Kelly Kraft's name until you sent me the text. I, I sent him a text about Kraft running this ad where, you know, Bashir wants eight-year-old kids to be uh, have a gender reassignment surgery. And Tommy's like, I'm 700 miles away. I don't know who Kelly Kraft is. Never heard her name before today. But I can unequivocally tell you that's not true. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's what you hate. And, and we talked about it last week. It's not so much the ads. It's just the disingenuousness, which may be yes. the word, of these. You know, they know better than what they're saying. Sure it, they do. It, it sickens me when I hear somebody just saying garbage. Right. You know, tell me something. It doesn't always have to be positive. I get there's some attack. And it doesn't always have to be something I agree with. But don't right. insult my intelligence. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. That's that's it. Yeah. You've nutshelled it for me. That's it. Yeah. Well, we did it. We got to thank yeah. Troy and um, Troy Briapon, uh, Aaron, sure. uh, Dad's Flooring, of course, for this 7,000 square foot studio that we can hear echoes in if we speak loud enough. Mm -hmm. We deeply appreciate that. Bookshotled.com for Aaron uh, or check him out 107 Clay Drive. Nate, our man at Stove Leg Media. Who I sent a check to today. Oh, very nice. Yes. He will appreciate that. He, like me, does appreciate checks. The Rational Boomer <laughs> Podcast, <laughs> of course, and uh, appreciate you, Ray. Thank you, Tristan. See you next week. Enjoy Derby Day. I mean, we'll do. You too. Thanks for listening to Extreme Common Sense with Trisden and Ray. We hope you had fun and look forward to taking on another topic next week. This is a jingo from This is a jingle from a podcast. This is a jingle from a